the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello, welcome to episode 55 of the Endurance Asia podcast. And this week we recorded a live session at the Red Dot Running Store here in Singapore. We got to sit down with uh, both the winner and the assist from the Singapore edition of the Backyard Ultra World Champs, which uh, went on across the world, 37 different countries uh, had a had a, an edition going on, had an event going on, and each country competing against each other to uh, to submit the most amount of laps. Um, the reminder of the format of the the Backyard Ultra: it's a 6.7k loop that must be completed within one hour. Uh, you, if you do it faster, you get time for rest, but you must be up ready to start once again on the next hour, and it's a last person standing event the the um it's all important for uh to have someone help you go as far as possible you need someone that to be able to assist you to just do as many laps as possible until you are the last person standing um, there was quite a big representation from the asia pacific region we had uh, australia new zealand uh, and in southeast asia had Singapore, obviously, Vietnam, Malaysia, um, and then Japan, who have, um, with Tomo-san up there, uh, have, have become like, you know, top of the, uh, been doing some amazing events and got some uh, top athletes up there competing. Um, and then in, in, we had uh, additions in, in India and Pakistan as well. Uh, and so the format this year is that uh, for the world champs, which happens every other year, is, is based upon the all 15 people within the team just basically are doing as many laps as possible and it's an accumulation of everyone's contribution to laps but it is also a competition so it is also seeing who who can go the furthest and and, and stick it out to the last um the the australia one was a phenomenal like they ended up finishing third um at, and actually the the winner with 76 laps in total um japan once again they had an incredible event they came fourth and um the winner there 86 which uh which i believe would have been close to a world record before but the the team in belgium who not winners i mean the united states were the winners in terms of the total laps accumulated but an incredible finish with gits and i think it's stayerson or stead um that uh did a total of 100 laps and it was just a, an unbelievable finish when uh, instead of having a winner they both decided to dnf at the same time and not not one person went out to take the uh, to take the winning slot which i think is just an incredible way to end one of the like most amazing feats of endurance 670 kilometers absolutely crazy but the singapore edition incredible event um it's it's obviously hot in singapore it's a tough place to do it people talk about the challenges at the in Lazzy's backyard for the uh for the um the inaugural event and the and the original course which is technical trail during the day and and road at night uh with a with a fair bit of elevation uh, singapore's flat but it's hot and that really does take its toll, especially when you're running for days. And the two gentlemen we got to speak to ran for days. Um, we, we get to speak to, to Joshua Toe and, and Derek Lau. 
Um, and uh, yeah, two great guys. I mean, Derek's actually only been running for the last few years. We get to find out he's uh, he, he's fairly new to the, to the ultra scene, but he has jumped in two feet first. And uh, and Joshua is, uh, has uh, this is his second his second rodeo in the backyard ultra, but he's been running ultra for quite quite a while. Uh, great to catch up with them. Really good to hear their story about the the camaraderie, the competition, the um and uh, and and also the team aspect uh, of the event. Um, we do have Jerry coming and chime in as well as the as the race director and sitting in her store, and it was great to hear her perspective of what it's like actually uh, directing one of these events. Like she she like did went as hard as the two of them, even though she wasn't running. I think the support crew. Uh, put in a, a massive amount of effort too um so yeah brilliant weekend it was a great follow and uh I, um yeah recommend uh coming and checking out the um the uh, all of the data around around the events and um uh and checking out the the backyard ultra page on uh, on facebook um but yeah with that uh here we have derek lau and joshua toe like the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast. We've got a live session here today, sitting in Red Dot Running, off the back of what was an, a momentous weekend, like around the world in the ultra running community, right? I think Backyard Ultra has really captured people's imagination through the pandemic, but also I think it's just a concept of a race that has just grown its own legs for want of a better phrase. It's become like a, uh, a really special event globally. And I think this past weekend has been the, the global world champs. We had 30 countries, how many in total? 38, 38 countries globally competing um, uh, against each other. Uh, it's historically as an event been a last man standing and it's all about just beating your fellow competitors in the race and actually seeing who can do lap after lap after lap hour after hour after hour and watch their competitors fall by the wayside as they power on through but i think the concept of this which really started two years ago right jerry the first, two years ago they came up with uh, Laz came up with the concept of doing it country versus country and it means that both you're racing against each other, but then you're also racing as a team, which just brings a really interesting dynamic. So um, delighted to be uh, joined today by, uh, by Derek and jo- Joshua, the, the two last people standing here in Singapore um, with an like, incredible performance. And, um, and yeah, great to be hosting Red Dot. Rick and I are, um, were, were following intently over the past weekend and quite honestly blown away by the performances that you two gentlemen and the whole Singapore crew put in. But, uh, but yeah, um, I suppose it would be good to kick off then uh, with the, the la- last man standing. Like, what, Joshua, how are you feeling one week after, or like, sorry, three days after the, um, the, the event? Yeah, so, uh, so uh, after the event, uh, definitely I, I had a much uh, needed rest. Uh, but at the same time, strangely, I kind of miss all the whole uh, event, the commotion. Uh, I miss all the cheers that uh, was uh, going through whenever I passed by the race village. Yeah, that was uh, a little bit of the withdrawal syndrome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and for you, Derek, as being the uh, as being the assist, the the person that helped Joshua get to that momentous fifty-one laps, it was right, which was the um, previous record in Singapore being twenty-eight. 34. No, 34. so thirty-four. Uh, th- thirty-four. Abby did last year. Wow. Um, and uh, and yeah. So yeah, how, how are you feeling uh, a few days after, Derek? You're uh, yeah, yeah, you're sprightly. I, you're bouncing around. It's crazy. Yeah. No. So for me, I think slept. Uh, sleep deprivation was probably the worst yeah. part for me so you know that night I had uh, five hours sleep and the next morning I felt really refreshed so I went back to work um, it was good because I could walk around so there was active recovery and everything um, yeah. you know talk to people get some some work done meetings and straight out running again by the sounds of it as well and we'll get into um, what you got planned but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Now, on the week and by the weekend yeah I, I wanted to support the race in fact, I had planned to run that race, the UTSG 100. Yeah, this is a new 100-kilometer race by X-Trail Blazers, the, which is an incredible route, actually, around Singapore, which they're opening up for the next month for people to be able to run, to be able to set a, a, um, a virtual time, right? It's being extended. Yeah, to this Saturday, you know, you could still Til set this a Saturday. time. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. I'm racing against time to do that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having missed the live one on, on last Saturday. Yeah, yeah cool. Well, let's get into a bit of your background. So, um, Joshua, I know that this is the second time you've done a Backyard Ultra, right? That's so right. Um, you did the, the sort of first year that Jerry organized for the, um, for the World Championships side but yeah prior to that like what's your sort of ultra running background when did you first get into the sport yeah so uh, I, I believe uh, uh, most of us started as a uh, road runners uh, so I started running from school days and uh, and into the my adult time I uh, carry on this uh, passion of mine uh, road running uh, it was until probably uh, maybe 2014 uh, that I started to my first uh, trail uh, race uh, back, back then was this uh, North Face Singapore I think I uh, yeah. just took part in the 25 kilometer race after uh, recovering from some injury which uh, I uh, which put me uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to a stop to my running for a while so I, I uh, came back taking part in this uh, 25k uh, race and then surprisingly from there onwards all my races are trail, trail races yeah, and uh, I further develop uh, uh, further f- uh, f- from 50, progressing to 100k, and uh, eventually I did uh, 100 miles. Uh, my first 100k was uh, uh, in Australia, uh, UTA. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Australia, and then uh, that was m- the first experience. Uh, not a very pleasant one. <laughs> Wasn't uh, very much prepared, but it was uh, the very, very first one, yeah. And finished I it though? Finished it, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's uh, what matters. And uh, eventually, uh, ma- I managed to do a 100 mile in uh, uh, New Zealand, the North Burn uh, 100 miles. Yeah. With RB as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that was uh, again my first 100 miles. And then e- eventually, I uh, did this uh, the Dragon's Back. Uh, this is a five days uh, stage uh, trail race. Uh, also, another highlight in my running. Uh, 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 not 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 career, but my running uh, endeavors. So uh, that was, yeah, something also very significant to to me as well. Yeah, very iconic race in Wales. Yes, it's right. one of yeah. those kind of bucket list races, right? And that year, you also did it with with Abby as That's well, right? right? Yeah, and correct. then um, 
uh, our friends from our friend Cordillera. Um, JP. JP ran it that year. Yeah, yeah. JP is the same year JP from uh, Philippines. I, uh, I believe it. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what. Yeah. But yeah. your your history with Abby goes back a bit further as well, right? You. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, but uh, we were just uh, kind of a, a, a just a local group that we uh, do uh, runs together with our friends uh, on the over the weekends. Yeah. But you also uh, you're you're in the army as well. Yes, uh, I'm in the army, and uh, Abby used to be my a colleague of mine, uh, and uh, so we back then we didn't really uh, run together. So it's more like a. a a work uh, relationship. Yeah. It was until uh, much further when he actually left the army and uh, moved with onto the police force, and then we were just we just met up outside <laughs> our work yeah. and, and do running together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and obviously then you ended up running the Northburn, the New Zealand race with him Together as well. Him, yeah, yes, that's I right. seem to remember him saying like he DNF'd that the first time round. Or that might right, have been yeah, the. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, and uh, or it might be in Australia. I seem to remember him discussing that. Sorry, I have to go back and listen because obviously we've had Abby on the on the podcast before. Um, but yeah, fascinating that, and we'll get in a little bit to who was Abby as the previous holder of the the record in Singapore, and then obviously one of the comp- competitors for this year. Um, um, but yeah, Derek, we'd love to hear a bit yeah. about your background because sure. this is your first backyard ultra. First um, backyard ultra, yeah. In fact, first before we go into your background, why did you decide to uh, to join this year? Was it just Jerry that like like twisted your arm <laughs> and convinced no, you? No, actually, I I signed. Yeah. Actually, I emailed her to yeah. ask to join. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I knew Jerry a bit better after the Mountain Goat uh, event, you know. So yeah, I really wanted to try that out. Yeah, so for me, I, I started as a road runner as well, to, um, very casually. But in 2019, I decided uh, I want to be a bit more serious and try and qualify for Boston. So that year in the stand chart, I ran about three and a half hours yeah. for the full marathon. Um, but then, you know, COVID came, right? So we all stuck in Singapore. My very first ultra was actually a uh, event organized by Extra Blazers. We call it the Hong Kong uh, Singapore Twin City Challenge. So 20 days, run as many loops around McRitchie as possible. Uh, and you know, competitors from Hong Kong and Singapore would tally up and see who ran the most. Yeah. So for me, that year was like uh, NS50, I believe, or NS. Yeah. So I I told myself, okay, let's try to do as many five loops per day as I could. So the first day I did that. Second day, third day I did that. And uh, realize, hey, you know, if I go a bit slow, um, yeah, I could finish it maybe about six, seven hours. It's pretty comfortable. Um, so that's about, what's that, about 55K? Yeah, each day. loop is about 10 and a half yeah. to yeah. 10.6. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, I, I did 129 loops over 20 days. Wow. And uh, yeah, it just got me into trail running i mean more like ultra and trail running so sorry 129 loops so effectively about 130 140k oh, sorry uh, 1400 kilometers yeah in the end over it was about 1418 over 418 20 days yeah. wow that's incredible yeah. sorry I, did i mishear something there did you say the first time you'd ever properly ran was in 2019 and running the the stand chart marathon in singapore yeah yeah becoming more intense and uh, so you know, prior to that, you would have just kind of like gone yeah, for a short casual, five, ten k, or yes. Wow! If you don't mind me asking, you sure. don't need to answer. But how old are you? 
46 this year 46 wow yeah. so you really only started at like yeah, 40 very late. 44 I started very late in this game I mean that's the, <laughs> what I love about this sport right is that you can be over the hill and still uh, and still like come up yeah. and smash it that's just, that's yeah. so impressive yeah so so it was my over matter in fact the last few weeks I, I was doing like eight or nine loops um, you know and and it wasn't about competing with the next guy like trying to be first because by then I was almost twice the number of loops as uh, the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it became a bit of, um, I would say, a little obsession to try to do more. Then, Were you doing uh, the same direction round every time? Or were you uh, able okay. to rotate? No, I, you, can, you could rotate. So okay. I did a bit of that rotation. But in the end... Which way's the, easy, which way's the easiest way round yeah, Richie now? I don't know. Like because I was in, my quads was kind of hurting, right? So I went the other way where it was a bit more uphill. Yeah. I think it was the anti-clockwise. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, wow, you must know every single rock on that <laughs> entire trail now. It must be like, yeah, you'd be able to do it blindfolded. Yeah, I was living very near, so I, I, you know, kind of cycled, ran to the trailhead. Yeah, yeah so it was, it was pretty convenient for And me. what kind of time, What would you do it in like night or early morning or? Oh, yeah. I started uh, if around 6 plus a.m., you know, just before it got uh, uh, bright. Yeah, and then the last few weeks, I yeah, I was doing it till like, uh, don't tell the authorities, but eight nine p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's really late. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, so after that, you know, I did some Bensu events because we couldn't travel. Two uh, hundred km was one of his um, yeah longer distance one. Uh, did it around twenty seven hours, and you know, and and tried to go fast, not just far. Yeah, 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 yeah. This and this, the two hundred kilometer one is uh, what's the name of it? It's, it's, it's the, the uh, shock, shock, yeah, shock, shock two hundred, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is the I, I've supported. Uh, I supported Roman on it. I don't know if yes, you. Yes, yeah, Roman I think, might, yes, I think yes. it might have been that year or the year before. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he around twenty seven hours as well, or twenty four. I think I, I forget. Yeah, you might. Uh, you, you, did you win it that year? Or I think I had the best the course record. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 incredible. So yeah, I think he came like second or third. Yeah. But it's just such a mundane course. And we were discussing before we got like Ben Sui. I think he's a complete mass, a bit crazy. He's like a masochist. He's like, how can <laughs> yeah. I make this mo- the most like go through every industrial estate in the whole of uh, whole of Singapore and just yeah, make it as yeah. mundane as possible? And he likes to take you around a loop and come back to the same point. Yeah, yeah. And go again somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. That you've gone from that kind of distant, like the marathon distance to. Yeah, doing 1,400 yeah. kilometers in 20 days and doing a 200 kilometer. Yeah, that's quite a progression in quite a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, um, I think this year was really when I started the overseas trail. So in July, I did Kautra 100. Uh, then I did Chiang Mai, also 100, 105. Then the most beautiful thing, TMBT in yeah. September. Yeah, yeah. And then October was when you know we did the backyard. Next month, Next month I'm going over to uh, MMTF. Yeah, yeah. Before Dawn the Non, yeah. Um, how did you How did you do in um, in Kultra and oh, uh, um, in? You know, you won't believe it, but I I got second in all the races. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> so I think I think it's that I think it's that stain. I I was second in the backyard as well. Yeah, yeah. It became a running good. joke. My younger son would come back and said, "What second again?" Yeah, <laughs> your first yeah. loser, first DM, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, so so Kultra, I came in second in the veterans, though you know, not yeah. not open. Uh, lost to a Frenchman who was very fit, one hour forty-five minutes ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, 
UTM, UTCM, I was behind a Japanese, Yuta Matsuyama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was good. You know, I, I was just about 11 minutes behind him. So I was pretty pleased with that one. Yeah. So 105, about 13 and a half hours. Oh, oh sorry, wow, 13 hours, 11 minutes. Wow, that's quick. Yeah, that's yeah, quick. That was one of the better performance. Yeah. 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 Then TMBT, um, second veteran as well. Uh, you won't believe it, but I was at 105 kilometers, just about four kilometers, four kilometers from the end. And then the marshal told me to go this way instead of going straight. I, I lost the. <laughs> yeah, I heard that there was yeah. a lot of errors with um, with with stewards at the. Uh, yeah, um, TMBT and also you talk later on. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's so frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why you just it, you just need to have the course on your watch and like yeah, yeah. not have to trust marshals and. Um, uh, in, in those situations wow incredible yeah. um yeah and uh um so joshua like coming into this year having uh, and two years ago when you um w um where uh, the last time we had the world champs of the backyard ultra competed in singapore i think what how did you do on the uh um on that event how did you perform yeah so <clears throat> in my first uh the the first edition uh so um i started off i i I could recall that the first uh, 12 hours was uh, good. Yeah, I was feeling uh, uh, fine. I was being the first time I was very cautious with my pace. Uh, nobody had, uh, nobody could say that they have a very good experience in how to run the ultra. So everybody is just as new as each other. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> I was cautious with my pace. Um, and when you say cautious with your pace, what uh, time? Meaning, uh, so so I was uh, targeting to reach back uh, about maybe fifty minutes, yep. giving me about uh, ten minutes of, of rest. Yep. So that was my uh, sort of uh, plan. Yeah. So I remember uh, doing that with uh, feeling uh, comfortable uh, for first twelve hours and even beyond. And uh, so after I crossed the first uh, twelve hours. Uh, I thought yes, I I I can co continue on with this uh, pace. I was uh, looking out for signs and symptoms. Whether am I uh, overworked? Uh, am I having some cramps or what? You know. So I uh, so I I carry on with this uh, pace. Uh, it was good until uh, even into twentieth laps, and uh, and all of a sudden uh, at about uh, lap twenty two. I started to feel uh, uh, myself not feeling well. I I, I can feel a uh, cold sweat coming out from myself, and uh, my body just uh, seems to be not uh, feeling fine. Yeah, so I struggled uh, back with the that lap twenty second, and then when I went went out on the twenty third, uh, same thing. I was uh, trying to. Uh, make sure I I, I will slow down uh, uh, tremendously uh, from uh, lap 23 and then uh, by the time I struggle back uh, at the end of 23 uh, I only had left with a few minutes before the bells uh, goes off again um, I took in as much as uh, uh, as much calories and uh, hydration as much as possible and uh, just before the start of the the bell I threw out I vomited badly um yeah so after that uh i struggled to uh walk to the starting corner and uh i um 
Yep, I, 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 was, I was there and I, I started off with lap 24. But I was walking uh, for the first uh, couple of hundreds of meters because I just couldn't run. I was, I was hoping that uh, I will just uh, you know, take my time, uh, maybe uh, just five minutes into the race, into the, the next hour, I will recover and then I can go on running. But unfortunately, uh, so in the first uh, edition, in the, the, the route consists of a overhead yeah, over bridge. Say, yeah, Jerry put so, a, a, a bridge yeah, going yeah, over yeah, a road yeah. in there. That just was uh, one of the highlights. <laughs> add a little bit of elevation in there. Yeah, so by the time I reached the foot of the overhead bridge, I remember staring up there and I just didn't have the courage to climb up wow. the bridge. It was so bad, yeah. So I ended up uh, sitting at the uh, bus stop just below the overhead bridge and I was like, oh, what, what's, what is happening to me? And uh, I couldn't recover. Uh, I, I was looking at my watch and time is just uh, no, uh, ticking and then yeah, and eventually I made a very hard decision to to turn back, and uh, yeah, that was the end of so uh, lap twenty three. So you got twenty three laps That's in right, that yeah. year, and what had been your goal going into it that year? I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's like just getting twenty four done. It's a miler, yeah. and especially first time round, it's like actually that you know that's that that's yeah. solid. But uh, to be honest, uh, I I didn't have a number uh, in my head back then, uh, but I. Uh, I I have a, a, a sort of a, a practical goal and a hopeful goal. So, so the practical goal is, uh, so I gauge based on the first year uh, participant. I I think uh, I think Abi, Hongwei, and Jasmine Go. These are yeah. the three uh, runners that uh, I don't think I will ever beat in any straight distance yeah this is based on uh past running records yeah so i was hoping that i uh i can if i'm uh, uh the number fourth position i consider myself uh achieving something yeah yeah so uh regardless of the laps also uh, i was hoping that i would get uh, at least a number four which yeah. you must have been about that right because i think natalie dow finished in 22 or something i no, think Ned I, was, uh, oh, 24 24 okay yes, so. i was uh the six uh, six okay yeah, that's right yeah i think ned that year did 22 or something or yes uh, ned and ben uh was 24 just uh one lap more oh 22 i think ned yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ben, yeah, Ben is the one that, uh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a really fun follow that year as well, and uh, and I suppose after doing it that year, a lot of when you get stomach issues, it's one of those things. It's just like it, it, yeah. You just need to sit down and try and let it go past. And in a backyard ultra, you just don't have. You can't do that. You can't just say I'm gonna sit right. down for an hour and then get yeah. back out there. It's like you don't. You have ten minutes, That's fifteen right. max, and then you've got to be yeah. back out there. So. so, so they were saying that you in the backyard race, you cannot have a bad hour. Yeah, you just all you need is just that one bad hour and you're finished. Yeah. But d did you know you're going to be back for more in a backyard ultra? Because it seems like it's quite an obsessive kind of race. That once people do it once, it's like yeah. okay, I'm so, gonna be back. So uh, after the first uh, year uh, ended, between back then, uh, 2020, to now, I have never, uh, I did not sign up for any races. I was waiting for this race. And you were training specifically for this race? Uh, I, 
Um, I wasn't really training uh, for the two years. No. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. It was o- only until uh, uh, two and a half months back uh, when I was confirmed to be uh, a position in the uh, Singapore team. Uh, that's when I started uh, a very focused training. Yeah. Before that, I was just uh, doing just my regular runs. Yeah. yeah. And what does yeah. focused training for a backyard ultra look like? What does... Uh, for me? Yeah. Okay. So uh, for me... Uh, uh, in my first year, uh, I actually uh, was uh, aiming to do a more uh, longer distance uh, run. So I was uh, I was planning to do like a uh, thirty to forty k kind of uh, runs. Uh, but I realized that uh, if I do a thirty forty k, uh, probably most likely the next day is either I need to have a break or a much shorter uh, run. I I can't. I don't think I can do 30-40 Ks uh, every day, yeah. So uh, so this year, I, I switched my strategy a, a little bit. I the, the intention is to, I want I want to run every day uh, with yeah. a one-day break in, in the seven-day week. Uh, to run enough to get myself, my uh, leg uh, tired, but not, uh, not to burn out uh, such that I, I could not run the next day. So the idea I had in my mind was to I, I want to make sure my, my legs is being stressed uh, every day. Uh, even the next day I feel tired, I, yes, I will go out to run because that is what uh, is expected from the yeah. race. You, re- you rest, you run, you rest, and then you start again. You know? What kind of weekly distance were you getting up to in the, uh, the peak of your training block? Uh, uh, about 150 per, mm-hmm. per week. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing like a 20... Uh, 20 per day, day yeah. uh, 20 per day and uh, during the weekend I'll do slightly longer from 30 to 40 and days, always in yeah. one run or you might do morning and afternoon or was it always uh, most of the my training are just uh, single runs single. it was t- uh, until towards the probably the uh, towards the end uh, nearer to a race where I time it to be my peak yeah. uh, yes I did uh, uh, twice session a uh, morning and uh, evening runs yeah. to to add to the the, the load the, the stress on, on the legs. Yeah. And are you, are you running the same route to prepare for the the repetition, or do you? Uh, I, I do have a, a few uh, regular routes. Uh, I'm uh, most frequently run uh, routes is the uh, uh, the rail corridor. So yeah. it's just uh, at the back of my house. Yeah. So I'll just come out and then just. Start running, down. yeah, up and down. That's right. Yeah. What kind of pace would you be running at? Would you be running the same pace that you expect to do the backyard ultra in? To uh, get no. Used to? So I plan. Uh, what I had in, uh, in mind was uh, I'll do my dailies. Uh, uh, run twenty uh, k's, and I'll it will keep it'll be kept uh, between uh, six minute to five thirty pace. Yeah. Slightly faster, uh, definitely a faster pace than what I will be expecting to uh, run in the race. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is to, if I can do a twenty k, at uh, comfortably at uh, maybe up to five thirty or even eventually uh, faster than that. Uh, so when I during the race, if I will, you know, slow down much, uh, uh, slower like six thirty to six forty five uh, pace. I should be comfortable and be able to repeat it yeah. uh, as many laps as uh, possible. So that was the idea I have in mind. Yeah. 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 What about you, Derek? How uh, how <coughs> did you alter your training leading up to it? It sounds like you just did race lots after race, race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. So yeah. for me, I I was preparing more for my overseas uh, trail races than anything. And uh, typical week would be commuting to work. 
because um, you know it's usually like nine to seven or eight p.m. every day. So the only time I really can train was in the morning. So I wake up maybe around five thirty to six, uh, head out home, you know, and get a good seventeen to twenty one km. Yeah. On so the, on the road or on the trails? Initially was on the road. Uh, I would go from Bishan uh, Park Connector all the way to Kalang, uh, then to the Marina Bay area, and then to Raffles Place. But I realized that actually I'm very near to MacRitchie. Mm-hmm. So I'll run across MacRitchie to Rifle Range Road to the rail corridor, yeah. and then all the way to Tanjong Paga. That's a lovely route into yeah, the that's office. Right. It's a nice, nice that's right. No traffic yeah. to the last kilometer, so yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So... Moving forward to the actual, to the day, um, started on a, what was the start time again? It was at night, wasn't it? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on the Saturday night. Yeah. Um, What did it feel, in fact, as you start with you, Derek, what did it feel like being at the start line there with, it's quite, there was quite an amazing crew of people, the the 15 starters. I mean, there was some, you know, we'd mentioned a few of the people, like you had Hong Wei, you had, um, you had Abby, like two, a couple of like legendary runners in Singapore. Um, Yeah, you've got like Ned, who's like been obsessing around Backyard Ultras for the last few years and is just like probably the most dogged, like uh, grit like uh, uh, motivated people that I know and um, and yeah so what was the atmosphere like to begin with when you were starting like how did it feel compared to these sort of races that you've been traveling around Asia in the last few months yeah no no it was a pretty nice uh, atmosphere and in fact uh, there were other participants as well there was an open category so we had 25 other people uh, some of whom I know like Andreas uh, Wenger Um, so it was was a bit of a carnival atmosphere felt really good Uh, I said I knew everybody except Josh, <laughs> so you know the people like Chris, uh, then the two ladies yeah. Stella, uh, Sharon I knew as well. Ben Sweet of course I knew. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, oh, Chris Brandon. and Wayne and yeah. Yeah, Wayne. So everybody I knew except this guy. <laughs> strangely enough. Yeah, um, but yeah, it felt felt like a family getting together to run, uh, because of that team, you yeah. know that team uh, um, competition between yeah. other countries, right? So we felt. At the beginning, everybody was trying to get as many loops as we could. Yeah. And, yeah. and Joshua, you, you mentioned that last time around, you kind of had in mind the three people you thought were going to be, you know, at the pointy end of the event. What, what did that look like this time around? Or did you think maybe uh, yes. you were in more of a chance? Yeah. yeah. Uh, similar. Uh, I, uh, so I mean, for two this of them year, were back again, right? Yeah. So what, what I had in mind this year, uh, Abi, Hongwei, definitely are the uh, favorites. And this guy here, Derek, <laughs> really, because uh, I, uh, although we have never uh, spoken to each other prior to the race, uh, but I have seen his uh, social media. These guys have been <laughs> uh, pounding on the trail, you know, winning uh, racer, races, uh, the two uh, races that he mentioned uh, overseas. So I, I, I think uh, based on uh, running records, these are the three that I've identified to be very strong. And... Uh, 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 again, I packed myself uh, behind this uh, tree. Uh, very amazing athlete. So, uh, but uh, so based on a, a regular race, I, I don't I don't have the confidence to to outrun any of these three. Yeah. But did you, <laughs> did you feel, really really yeah? Did yeah. you feel like the preparation you'd done was enough that you weren't going to face the same issues, or did you you weren't sure? 
for my preparation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so think? I think uh, this for this year I uh, I prepared uh, su- uh, sufficiently. Yeah. Of course. Uh, definitely. I I, I can. Uh, I wish that I can uh, prepare a little bit more. So I, I so I, I mentioned I started uh, focus training for about two and a half a month. I think uh, I would. Uh, ideally, I would like to take maybe three to four months to slowly, progressively to, to build up. But uh, well, uh, it seems like uh, my tr- uh, training for this year uh, seems is able like to yeah. <laughs> uh, brings me to fifty-one lap. Yeah, so I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that's really difficult to train though is the nutrition piece. I actually find mm. it really hard. I like personally, I'm, I do pretty much most of my running fasted. And then you can't. You need to start introducing food to know what it's going to be like to yeah. be able to like consume it. So, like, had you practiced? Given the fact that you'd had gastric issues in yeah. the previous one, had you like been practicing like trying to wolf down food in the middle of your twenty k uh, run? Yeah, <laughs> uh, not really like a practice. Uh, but uh, yes, this year round, uh, I, I pay a lot of, ten- of attention to uh, the food I'm going to eat. Yeah. yeah, because in the first year, like I mentioned, uh, I vomited and uh, I really do not know what was the actual reason, but I suspect that uh, that it might be or possibly due to the food I, I had uh, in the first edition because I remember uh, eating uh, a prawn noodle soup, <laughs> uh, McDonald's breakfast, you know, uh, all sorts of uh, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, I ate those because... Uh, I, I know myself, if I were to continue taking tailwind and gels and bars, I will definitely come to a point of time where I lose appetite. Yeah. I, I will, I will, all this will taste so disgusting. <laughs> so yeah. I, I wanted uh, fresh uh, food you know, to, to keep me uh, going. So, so that was what I uh, did uh, in the first year. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so I suspected uh, that uh, that could be the cause of my <laughs> vomiting uh, that uh, that year so this year I same thing I, I I still believe that I wanted to I would want to have a uh, fresh food savory stuff but this year I wanted to go clean yeah uh, so I get my family members and friends to uh, prepare uh, food like porridge yeah. and soup uh, so being homemade I know that they won't uh, they won't put too much uh, preservative uh, inside you know all the all the rubbish yeah. so you'll be a uh, clean healthy uh, nutritious uh, food yeah. I mean it's yeah. one of the great things around the, this kind of um, format is that you come back to base every every um, hour and you've got a crew there and so how were you each um, how much crew did you have for you what was your your crew for um, for the entirety of the race did people come in swap in and swap out over the course of it yeah so I have three uh, Leon uh, Joseph and Zoe so these are my three uh, amazing crew that I have, I have uh, taken so well so, uh, taken so, uh, such a good care of me during the race yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me I had two you know they're just rotating um, you know getting some rest in between yeah. yeah, yeah, and they are like mission critical to be able to get Definitely. these done because you you come back in and you just want to be able to like it's like a race car coming through a pit stop. It's just you just lay there, people just hand you stuff, change your shoes, just like do stuff for you, right? Yeah. You need to be able to focus on yeah. getting rest. And and Andrew experience, she uh, he actually crewed uh, Jasmine. Right, in, in, the, first in the previous, yeah, previous so he was yeah. he was top notch. Yeah, in fact, uh, some of the participants were joking and saying hey you know we should hire you for our, our next <laughs> yeah, it was really good yeah. i think more than anything as well is just 
giving you that right pushing you to yeah. go out again and I think we'll get into a bit I think like Jerry was a bit like that as well she's like everyone's right we need to get Singapore on the map just one more lap just one more lap yeah. um but uh I, I I suppose going into the race when when's the sort of when does the racing start like when does the competition start because it only really kicks off after kind of 24 hours generally it's like okay this is when we're this is like yeah, when you separate the the women for the girls and the men from the boys, like this is when it comes. Uh, so, and how, when, how many were left after twenty four? There, yeah, there wasn't what, that many. There was you, there's the two of you. Five, I think. Yeah, is, okay. Yeah. Stop it, twenty four. Yeah. Chris, Chris was looking quite strong, I think. Chris, at that point, uh, yeah. twenty eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I suppose the first one. Abby was the first to drop out. Like no, seven. No, that was Ben. Ben it, had an issue. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then, but Abby was around 17 or so, wasn't it? Um, and what, what was up with Abby? Did he have a, he had an injury as well, right? Didn't he? Achilles, right? Yeah. Um, and so Ben's gone, Abby's gone, and you're looking like okay with it. And and how was uh, Hong Wei looking looking at that point as well? Hong, Hong Wei had a fantastic strategy. Uh, always the one at the back, you know. Sometimes coming in five minutes before. Yeah. Then, right. And. I realized uh, that was a fantastic strategy. In fact, on the 51st lap, right, I, I took a long time. And I still had a lot of time, actually. I, I spent a lot of time in the washroom just before the last part and uh, yeah, kind of decided not to. But I, I realized that loop was so easy. The 51st loop was so easy because I took my time. So um, had I maybe adopted Hongwei strategy ahead, right, um, maybe I would have more confidence to keep going a bit more yeah, yeah. What, ha what happened with Hong Wei then how come um, if he was going um, so well for I'm not quite yeah what was his what was his challenge actually he had a long layoff uh, he's been really that's right he's, he, yeah he he's been injury, yeah so he's not been running anywhere near the level yes, of distance yes. that he has been historically yes. is he yeah yeah um, so get into the like last 24 um, so you get past the 24 mark there's six of you still running so the two two of you five of yeah. um, you and then um, you had uh, Chris Timms Ned and who was the uh, who would have been the fifth Fifth is on way. Oh, it's on way, yeah. So he did 24 no more. Yeah. Um, and at that point, and I know you didn't mention Chris Timms as, uh, as like one of those sort of top three yeah. that you're, but once again, like really strong run. He's been smashing the trails this year. I think he yeah, did really yeah. well at Mountain Goat as well and uh, here, and I think he's... Yeah, and he's like, uh, he's just one of those people that look really strong on the trail. So I see people like that, and we talked about Jean before, Jean Henri, and I think he's just like, looks like he's carved out of stone, and you just think that he's not gonna, his body's not gonna fail on him, sort of thing. He's gonna be able to push on through. Um, and so, um, out of those last five, who was the, I think it, um, Chris was the first to, to drop yeah, out yeah. of that last five, and that was. Uh, and that was like a 27? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And right. was, did Chris have an injury as well? or what's Yeah, he's ITB, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it started feeling pain. All and right, like, yeah. Yeah, I think for him it's probably not, yeah, it wasn't like a, it's, it's not a kind of discipline. Yeah. But it's not a discipline that he's like really focused on, but he's did, yeah. once again, was that you, Jerry, just dragging Chris in? To, or was he actually, was Chris in there from the beginning? Oh, uh, he was one of the earliest uh, to sign up. Yeah, although I bet he wasn't earlier than Ned because it's oh, it's the only thing Ned's really talked about for the past two years since finishing it. Yeah. Yeah, he's 
he's been he's been very very busy with uh with work stuff but um but yeah um so you get down to and then um so sorry who was the four then so you've got like a so you've got your two uh, yeah so chris drops and then and then ned dropped soon after which is like a like effectively a podium i know there's all dnfs other than the (laughs) the last man standing or woman standing um but yeah, and that's so that's that's 27, 27 laps. And yeah. so, what's going through both of your mind there? Like you've both done, you've both done a miler. Um, what would her goal would you set out? And so, like where, at that point, what were you thinking? Like what was going through each of your minds? So with you first, Joshua. Yeah. So yeah. So from yeah, like like uh, uh, correctly uh, recap from beyond twenty four uh, laps, it seems to be like. Um, uh, 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 what call it? Uh, we, we I was expecting this five of us to to, to go on uh, for quite a while, but and then uh, Chris uh, started to drop out, and then followed by Ned, and then before you know it, it's just me, uh, me and uh, Derek uh, left from twenty uh, ninth yeah. onwards. Yeah, yeah. It, it was quite a surprise that uh, uh, that the 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 potential winner and the assist. Is already identified at lap twenty nine because uh, left uh, two of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and also you were saying that before, Derek. You knew everyone else of the other of the other fourteen racers apart yeah. from Joshua. Yeah. So it's like there was the only <laughs> one. <laughs> it was almost like you were destined to yeah. like come together uh, to, to yeah. partner. Probably forth. because I've always been a very low profile. Uh, when you say you haven't raced for two years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've only yeah. started <laughs> racing in two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And have you been? So- <laughs> had you yeah. had you run together during that first twenty nine hours much? Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, for the first twenty four hours, I've n- not crossed path with uh, Derek at all, <laughs> and and then from uh, when it's down to the five of us, uh, I remember that was the first time probably our pace just brought, uh, brought us together. Uh, when we, when Chris and Ned uh, is still was still in the race. Uh, so um, uh, me and Derek's pace seems to be similar. So that was the uh, first time we, we were uh, yeah. so-called uh, started to uh, chat along the way, and uh, still looking at Chris' team uh, firing <laughs> out. Yeah, he, he was, was smashing beast. out like forty-minute laps yeah, at some I point. I think Chris is a badass <laughs> yeah. runner. Yeah. Uh, I I must say that uh, in the beginning, when I saw when I noticed that he's always the first one to come back at a very fast pace. I was like, okay, maybe two more laps, he's going to burn out, you know. Two, but to my surprise, <laughs> two laps after two laps, <laughs> all the way until 24, he's maintaining at that uh, very crazy pace. I think he's definitely a very uh, strong uh, uh, runner. Yeah, but uh, to everybody's uh, uh, surprise, uh, all of a sudden, he, 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 he stopped at uh, 27 because of the IT, uh, ITB. Yeah. I, I recall he said uh, it was really painful to run slow. So yeah. he had run at a certain pace Interesting, and yeah. not himself. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a certain running gait he yeah. was very used to, right? If it's too slow, then uh, he couldn't get that efficiency that he wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what's going through your uh, your your mind at that point? You both feeling like you're both feeling strong at that point, Joshua? Were you like uh, yeah, I remember. So at so from twenty ninth uh, laps onwards, yes, uh, left the two of us. Uh, I kind of uh, was expecting that it's going to be a very long <laughs> a long uh, night and even the day yeah. did you like have a discussion at that point when it was just got down to the two of you like saying okay how long are we gonna uh, 
like there was no sort of like agreement uh, of like what's uh, your goal like like I want to get to this okay I'll help you get there Uh, not at the beginning yes uh, so we just started just running you know uh, and I think when uh, it was uh, nearing the 34th uh, lap which is the previous record I think uh, both of us were accepted to Uh, yeah, after this lap, we have uh, broken the record. You yeah. Know? So we were. Talking so that was together. one of the main milestones. Yeah, that was right, a, yeah. that was uh, one of the main milestone. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> after that, we went on, and uh, I remember Jerry was uh, telling, updating us about the the Singapore's uh, position. Uh, so she was saying like, if we were to complete four. T- 40 laps, uh, we will be uh, ahead of a few other countries, you know. Yeah, yeah so 40 Not, not was competitive <laughs> at all, Jerry, <laughs> are you? Not competitive at all. That was a kind of uh, yeah. Uh, motivation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I, 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 uh, the next milestone, yes. So 40, uh, 40th lap was also in another milestone yeah. which we, uh, we kind of talked yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, we want to do it. Then, uh, yeah, and beyond that, I remember we also talked about 48 because that was another milestone, yeah. um, 200 miles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so we did uh, 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 talk and discuss along the way to do do this together to do you know push forward the 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 new record you know, uh, but there were some laps that uh, we were just running on our own just uh, yeah at our own pace. Yeah. And did your did your strategy change along the way at this point? Did you? Were you coming in at a different time? Were you, did you change your shoes out? What what was changing yeah. in those? For me, uh, I still uh, primarily I still uh, want to stick to my. Uh, uh, so this for this year, I, I my my aim was to do forty eight minutes with uh, twelve minutes of rest. So I I I recall that I, I was able to uh, achieve this uh, for most of the uh, uh, my loops. And then uh, yes, I did change of a shoe uh, much later because. Uh, <laughs> The, the the first twenty four hours it was uh, it was so wet yeah yeah, yeah chocolate fudge on the on the ground <laughs> yeah so no point uh, changing uh, any shoes uh, it was uh, until a later part when uh, we moved to a, a drier uh, patch uh, that's where I switch out my shoe uh, yeah. to be to feel more comfortable yeah was the was the wet weather an actual benefit I always I I don't know the balance because obviously it's cooler uh, and. I mean, I was looking through all of the competitive countries and most of them at the top were in cooler climates. And I actually think that, whereas obviously in Laz's backyard, it's a technical and hilly course with that changes during night and day and, uh, and that has its complications, but it's also a lot cooler. And I think the, where the hot climate makes it really tough. Uh, but we did have the benefit in Singapore where it was like raining for pretty much, I say benefit in like uh, inverted commas because um, it can become pretty, I don't know, there's something about just running in in like that kind of, and it was torrential rain as well. It wasn't just drizzle, right? It was was like, uh, yeah, it was monsoon style rain. That can just drag you down a little bit. You can chafe a bit more. I don't know. You, I, I find it sometimes can be pretty make it difficult. Like, how did you find it, Derek? With that, actually, it was uh, it was fantastic for me. Yeah, I I tend to run very hot. Um, you know, even when the weather is a bit cool, I would still go shirtless. And I think most of us yeah. Yeah. went shirtless most of the time. Um, I remember, you know, Chris was uh, feeling a bit cold, so he put on a jacket after a while. But for yeah. me, every every loop I went out, I. I felt a bit cold at the beginning, but you know, a few hundred meters down, I feel uh, uh, already pretty warm. Yeah. So it was, it was great for me. In fact, I was praying that uh, in the daytime it would rain, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really affect me. It gave me a boost. Actually. Yeah. No. I think I think it can. It yeah. Generally, a few degrees cool has got to be a benefit. Yeah. Um, so so it's interesting what you're just saying there, Joshua, about you know finding what's the next benchmark that you were going to hit. First, you're going to hit the Singapore record. Yeah. Then you're at 40 hours because Jerry's found some weird reason to get you to 40 hours, <laughs> and then it's 48. <coughs> And it's interesting that things then did kind of come to a conclusion only a couple of hours later. When you hit 48, what were you thinking at that point? What was next? Or was there not, was it was I part mean, of the problem? I mean, quite a nice round number yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yes, once we hit 48, it was already uh, mind-blowing. I never, uh, it, it was my, uh, I, uh, my, my target to run uh, 48 during the pre-race interview. Uh, this question was asked to me. Uh, what, was, what, was, what was the number I had in mind? So because what's the, what's the furthest distance you'd run before? In, in, uh, a in a single race, it, it's 100 miles. Okay, so, so you've already doubled I, it. Yeah, yeah, so I thought uh, 200 miles would be a nice uh, next uh, milestone for me. So I, I mentioned 48 in the pre-race interview. So yes, yeah, there I was uh, at 48 uh, lap achieving what I've uh, thought I wanted to. And then, uh, but looking at this guy, he's still going so strong. And uh, so I was thinking, oh, when is this going to end? You had a bit of a wobble. <laughs> yes, yes. What was, when was that, like 48? No, no, actually, um, we had to go back a bit. Uh, it was loop 42. Yeah. So now there is this uh, motto that uh, Lass has at the back of his coin, right? It says, it's easy until it isn't. Yeah. So 42 was that, uh, you know, was that chasm or that switching point. Yeah, so the first day wasn't too hot, I think. Yeah. For some reason, I think it, it rained um, quite a bit, even through the, the afternoon. <coughs> but that morning, Monday morning, it rained a bit in the morning. That's right, yeah. Then after that, it got really hot. Yeah, really and, hot yeah. and at lap 42, you know, something flipped in my mind uh, from being super confident. Uh, in fact, my strategy was actually to just do it at a very easy pace, like how I was looping uh, MacRitchie. So it felt really comfortable for me. Um, but lap 42, I think that was the turning point. And um, I decided, and I told him, I remember I told him, okay, look, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Go for a victory lap 43. But that was, that was psychological, not physical, or a bit of both? No, it was physical as well, because I, I had hit heat exhaustion before in my army days and uh, I felt a bit faint. I didn't have sunglasses on, I didn't have much uh, uh, sunscreen. Uh, maybe yeah, I should have taken better care of the sun. I, I thought sleep deprivation will do me in first, followed by maybe my stomach and then my legs. I never thought the heat would get to me because I was training in the sun. But yeah, that sun was pretty horrible. Mm. <laughs> Turning point. And so you, um, we oh, got, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, so Jerry had a pep, uh, pep talk with me, uh, and Abby told me, hey, you know, uh, that's not how Josh would have wanted it to end. Uh, and on hindsight, that was fantastic, because it would have felt like a, a, a super low and a failure at lap 42 and stopping there. I don't know about him, um, but... Yeah, 42 wasn't a great number, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and, and you have and been nothing, right? I but suppose, 50... I suppose yeah. also that might make it psychologically when you were so close to, for, to, to coming out there, you're, all, you're already almost in that 
assist position. Yeah. If from a psychological perspective, it's like you were close to dropping and then get back. I don't. Does it actually get to the point where now you're feeling good and then you have a tough time, Joshua, or like, uh, or, or, or from okay. then on, it was like I've seen a glitch in his armor. <laughs> He's my bitch. He's my assist for the next uh, for the next few hours. Yeah. Like, and I've just got to drag him round so I can go as far as I can go. At that lab that when he told me uh, so, uh, somehow uh, I, I it got me so excited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, and probably because uh, I was also exhausted, you know, lack of sleep. I just want to. Although I wanted uh, to do this, but I also wanted it to end soon. You know, yeah. So uh, at the moment, somehow adrenaline rush, and uh, that lab itself, I I. I, I sped off and, and I did one of my fastest lap in the entire 51. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I was feeling so excited. In, in fact, I was trying to tell myself to uh, slow down and <laughs> it's not over yet, you know. But uh, somehow, you know, uh, it got me excited and then I, I, I uh, sped off and came back. I think it was about 40, 45, 46 minutes for that lap. And uh, to my horror, <laughs> this guy <laughs> continued on for another eight laps, uh, eight more loops, uh, doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, of course, I didn't know when was Antoine, but it was so long, and uh, I was like, wow, it's not going to end anytime soon, you know. Even uh, up to 48, uh, where we reach a new milestone. So, what's next, you know? Uh, I was hoping that maybe he's enough, he's uh, satisfied with 48, no? <laughs> it's also a nice amount, so a nice number. Uh, no, he didn't. He went on to 49, went on to 50. Yeah. And at this point, were you, were you having any concerns that you might be reaching your limit? Uh, uh, no, uh, I recall that I, I it, uh, although I w wanted to kind of wow let, let's get this over with uh, finish it but uh no uh, i recall that i uh, there wasn't a time that i uh i wanted to stop yeah, yeah i i i was uh uh i feel that this year i was uh, very much prepared in uh, all aspects uh from training to uh nutrition and uh to uh, uh taking care of my legs uh, massaging it so making sure that uh, i am uh, good to go for every lap uh, to prevent that uh, very one uh, bad hour, you know, to, to make sure it doesn't happen. So I remember that even up to 50 a lap, I, uh, it didn't cross my mind that to, to, yeah, I want to stop. Yeah. Wow, yeah. impressive. And so coming in on that, and, and the final lap then, so who, yeah, how did it, how did it play out in terms of, did you, uh, were you just done on that 50th, on that last 50th yeah. lap or did you go out on it or did you, how did yeah. it, how did okay. it? Yeah, no, so, so a little bit back, right, at that point when I decided to go again, actually suddenly a thought came to my mind and I realised that um, this guy may have thought that I had played the mind game, mind game with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was just... Sharking uh, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, uh, oh, saying I want to stop but then in the end I didn't. So I felt bad and I, I, I remember I apologised to, um, you know, Josh wife and this, yeah, and I felt really bad. Um, but thankfully he understand and he, he didn't think that I was trying to, you know, like play my games with him, right? So I was really glad. At, fifth, at 48, um, 49, I was pretty clear I want to do 50. 
Uh, and you know, we had friends all around. Everybody was excited. Uh, 50 would have been a very nice milestone. And, and at a point, my stomach was giving me issues as well. Yeah. And I felt um, I didn't want to go out where, and I felt this guy really deserved it. I knew he could go on, right? So there wasn't uh, no doubts in my mind he could go on. And I didn't want a situation where we'll end up stopping at 3, 4 a.m. when nobody was around. Um, it was around 11, right, when we did the 51st lap. Uh, so I, I, I said, okay, I had enough. This is the best time to go out because everybody was around. You know, he had his friends, family. I had my friends. Um, it was just a high for everybody. So no regrets, yeah. actually. Um, 50 was a nice number. Yeah. Uh, and at, at that point, I also knew that given a chance, I want to come back and do it better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's uh, yeah, that's such an interesting way. Like, as I, I mean, seeing there was a really big group of people there at that yeah. point, right? And I can imagine the appeal of of finishing with that kind of atmosphere around. Because if you just crack on, and then it gets to like midnight, a lot of people are going to have to leave, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, right, we're going to have to push through till like nine a.m. when we've got another crew again. So when we've got people, yeah, it was it was, it was either we stop then or maybe we go up to eight eight a.m. when everybody will come. <laughs> yeah, <back>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's I don't know how you will love it. But <laughs> that's the amazing thing about these kinds of events, right? The the yeah. the spirit of camaraderie, and you look at like the Belgian team who went oh, on yeah. for another fifty hours, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but they, they, what we did. But then they finished together. Yeah. And they just they decided to stop. They could have carried a bit like yourself, Derek. Oh, yeah, they could have carried on. They decided it was enough. Yeah, but, you know. I think it's going to go down as one of that is like one of the most iconic finishes in ultra that I think we've. Yeah, the just. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, what, did, yeah. what was it? Laz said like this is the only time someone's actually beaten me in it. No, exactly, that, yeah. exactly. I, I I remember in the WhatsApp message I said. Wow, this is the first time somebody actually put one over last. Right? Yeah, they knew the rules very well. They know they would uh, DNF. Both DNF, yeah. Right, but it doesn't matter because they got a joint world record, and they would have qualified based on the highest number of laps anybody could. Right. Yeah. There was uh, twenty-five fastest, uh, besides the country champion. So they knew the the rules really really well to do this. And had so much confidence. So it was yeah. yeah, it's incredible. I think we should uh, bring in Jerry as well. Jerry, come yeah. and sit over here a second. Come and uh, come and join us. I'm gonna bunch up a bit on that. Um, because I think, like, Hi. I don't know whether I don't know who had like the I, I don't know who had the tougher weekend. These guys, <laughs> or or you? I think you you did your own little ultra over the uh, over the weekend. Like that must have been absolutely harrowing going through those 50 hours. <laughs> you had a good sport crew, uh, though, didn't you? 51, by the way. 51. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um, I have to admit, and I think I did share this with a few other people as well, that um, I would have been quite happy if they stopped earlier. Uh, quite. <laughs> yeah, because you were just shouting. I think I saw a photo of you on the social media with your, uh, um, with the your big speaker. Hailer. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> asleep, like, uh, yeah. So, even if I sleep like 20 minutes out of 51 hours, somebody's going to get a picture of me with my eyes closed and everyone thinks I'm just lying down doing yeah, nothing. I thought that's what you did the whole time. You just slept the yeah, whole time. You just basically snoozed for 51 hours. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was struggling <laughs> at a lot of points. So most, most people that like direct these races, they'll do like an eight-hour shift and then they'll go home to bed and someone else will take over. But you were there the entire time, right? I didn't know that. Yet. 
Yeah. Nobody to told Tomo. me. Yeah, that's the way Tomo works. Really? Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. why he was... Yeah, <gasps> he does shifts. He doesn't stay the whole time. That's why he could dance. Jeez. <laughs> but then, uh, to be fair, the Japan team, they got into... Where did Japan finish like as well? 85 or something, right? 85? 86, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, their new record. And so I think they finished third overall. So so it was... Incre- so, yeah, the, um, USA won. Yes. Followed by Belgium. Followed by Bel- no. Belgium didn't win. Oh, Australia, didn't. Australia, Australia. Australia, yeah, that's right. And, and this is the amazing thing about the race. Yeah. It's about how many people that you get going there. And I think it was incredible, like getting to like the 48 mark, and there was like 10 plus in, in yep. the US. And, uh, yep. um, uh, yep. But I mean, yeah, so it's just incredible. And it's, it's, it's a team effort. But yeah. for, for me, I mean, we, I had a team. I had a great team. I had Roberto and Mingyao, who were who are our core, basically our skeleton team. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't justify going off to sleep uh, or taking a shift because I just wanted to see every single hour and every single yard because I wanted to make sure that the guys were okay, that they had everything they needed, that they were still going, and if they Auntie didn't Jerry, get up. They, I know, <laughs> but if they didn't get up, I wanted to make sure that they didn't have any excuse for not going and not regretting their yeah. decision. I think that was that yeah. was really key, and uh, I did have to wait a long time to um, to mobilize that um, <laughs> that effort. Uh, sorry, Joshua, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I you, had to. You've. I. I think I can imagine the pep talks you've given yourself in like the multitude of ultras, <laughs> crazy ultras that you've done. You've got the bucket list of like some of the toughest in the world. What were you doing to try and encourage some of these lot to go back out every lap? What was? Uh, I mean, I heard you saying like just one more lap, just one more lap. But like, was there any sort of bits of advice you gave to to any of the athletes to that that sort of got them to the to the starting clash to, to the starting point again? Um, I to be honest, I don't know. So I would give everyone a little kind of poke or nudge if I saw them, you know, not feeling great. Um, and I would always check in, especially with the ones I know were struggling a little bit. On the um, the other event that we had concurrently, we had a beach backyard ultra um, that was open to public, and they were running in the opposite direction so that there's no um, pacing. It's co- it would be considered pacing if you have anybody else running that same route as the the team. Right. Um, and so, you know, every time I saw someone coming back and they were kind of struggling or straggling right at the end, it would be right. There's a chair right here by the um, by the start corral. You can just sit there, and in two minutes you can stand up and go out again. You know, try and make it as easy as possible for them. So the crew of volunteers also had instructions to say, right, if anybody doesn't have a crew, is struggling or anything, get them stuff, get them out, and get them going. Yeah. The minute they stand up and they just move a little bit, they might find a bit more energy. At least they won't regret having sat down and said not starting again yeah yeah how, how did the open people do was there any like uh, any good performances in that what was the what? oh yeah <laughs> i think so we know we all know uh, most of us know andreas wenger yeah and um he's you know a pretty good ultra runner in his own right and yeah i think he when he turned up he he kind of saw the team and he was just like oh i should be on that side really <laughs> but he'd he'd um he'd taken a little too long to um respond to my invitation because he was invited yeah. um and so he was in the open and he thought, I got this. Or I, I reckon he thought, I got this. Sorry, Andreas. 
Um, but there was a lady called uh, Leonie van der Haak, and she's a recent import to Singapore. And she's got a good ultra background. Um, she actually signed up because she'd spoken to Laz at the Barclay Fall Classic. And Laz was like, oh, you're living in Singapore. She just moved from Japan maybe, um, I think, something like eight or nine months ago. And Laz was like, look Jerry up. She's doing the Backyard Ultra there. And so Leonie was like, okay, I'll sign up. And she did. And um, this is sort of 15 hours in and I see Andreas lying on his um, stretched out lounger chair and he's like, who is this woman? <laughs> he's like, she's killing me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, um, uh, about 15 hours, there's still one or two more people left. So they went, uh, they went to 18, basically. Yeah. Uh, Andreas dropped at 17 and Leonie just finished the 18th on her own. Awesome. Uh, but he was just, his face was just like, who is this person? <laughs> Honestly. I yeah. I, I saw that and uh, she was really strong. She was I strong. bet she could go a few, you know, a, a, a lot more yeah, rounds. Yeah, you know, Like giving thumb up to each yeah. other. She was very she consistent. Was really she was coming in, you know, uh, like 48 minutes each time yeah. um, or 45, 48 minutes. Smiling Just really on. smiling. <laughs> good good energy and she would have gone on I don't know about 51 but she would have definitely done a, a good yeah, job yeah well you've got uh, another member for the for the Singapore team for, for next time round uh, we yeah. need her yeah we need her to be resident you a need little to be bit a PR longer or, though, or, or like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah so what's the, how how are you able to be eligible because I know originally it was like you had to be PR or, or citizen yes so. Um, but now we've adjusted it slightly. So anyone who is resident in Singapore, yeah. um, properly resident, not like here for holiday. Yeah, um, for what and period of time? Or? Um, well, the, I don't really have a minimum period of time, but yeah. you have to be willing to run under the Singapore flag. And yeah. so a lot of the people who, uh, everyone who was running for us was either a citizen or PR or resident here and they you know they were very happy to run under the Singapore yeah, yeah, flag yeah. and they've been here for some years already yeah 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 because yeah, we, we when we had Chris on from the Asia Trail Masters um, they've obviously got a, uh, a by-country competition yes. now is it like top five uh, and yeah in that scenario you actually have to be yeah have to be a citizen or having been there for 10, ten years, years yeah right, okay. but yeah um, very cool Speak, um, speaking of Laz though so Joshua are you going to take up your your ticket? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> I, in fact, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to that, yeah. Has he already contacted you? No, no nobody yet. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I, yep. he's actually contacted all the race directors and I did reply first off to say, yep, I'm pretty sure Josh is going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Does the assist get to go as well, or is it just the just the winners? Because I think no, previously it was yeah. assist as well. It's just it's just the winners because there are so many backyards at the moment. But there is a kind of a system of um, silver races and uh, silver tickets and bronze tickets as well. So there is a possibility, but we'll, you have to see how many races there have been in the world and how many people qualify. So it's kind of based on that kind of big world at large list. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You can see why that's the system. But I think at one point, when you were still running, Derek, that 50th lap, the two of you were in the top, what was it, 15%, 10%? It was a, a fairly small number of, of ongoing runners, right, worldwide. I think the, the states had many past 50. Yeah. yeah. But many other countries, you're right. I think uh, UK, Germany, all the winners at Mass and Nurse, which was really surprising. Yeah. 
uh, and I look at Belgium, I think <coughs> only four or five people had more than 50. Mm. So it was, it was pretty amazing. I'm glad we went all the way yes. to 50. Yeah. 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 There is a yeah. chance. And the thing is, if you get to 48, why not 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it, it was never stopping at 48. I didn't expect you guys to stop at 48. I like round numbers, but I guess 48 is 200 miles, so... That's pretty decent. <laughs> and, and Singapore did well, Jerry. So out of the 30, 37 teams, sorry, how was it? 38 teams. Uh, where did Singapore come? Well, that's a good question. Um, we came in in the uh, 23rd, I think. I have to double check that. But yeah, I'm 23rd or 26th, right? It's one of those. I know, I'm terrible with stats. <laughs> and what's your, what's your feeling around, there's been obviously discussion around like the course, and we just said earlier around the course being so difficult in the US. And you can actually, and I'm not sure about what the course was like in Australia, but you can potentially make it as easy as possible, both climate and as flat as possible, and I suppose the best sort of underfoot. Yeah. How, how big a impact do you think the course actually has, or... Do you think it's all about having the best race director to kick people out of the race, yeah, out of the start line every every hour? Yeah, kick them out of their chairs. It's absolutely about the the race director. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I think the course obviously plays a big part. I mean, if if we had it at McRitchie, like the Mountain Goat Challenge, uh, sorry, not McRitchie, Bukitima, like the Mountain Goat Challenge, nobody would go beyond X number of hours. <laughs> you just time out, but. Um, I also think that I could I could make it I could have made it harder. I could have found a more difficult course, but the point was to have a course that was conducive to giving the best opportunity to the team. Um, you know, I don't think race directors go out of their way, especially for this event, to find a difficult course. A lot of times, we're kind of left with what we can get. Yeah. Like they're they're isn't that much choice in Singapore and it's going to be road and we were lucky enough that it was shaded um, mostly shaded on that course um, and that we had some rain but then we had a lot of rain <laughs> yeah. and then we and then you know some people were cold some people were hot it gets humid there's all sorts of issues that it you know are inherent to running in Singapore whereas South Africa, for example, they had a big windstorm and they were holding on to their tents, like literally tents flying away. Finland had to um, cancel their event uh, midway. They had to, they just had to drop out because literally all their tents were flying away. Wow. Yeah, so that was really sad for them because they were, you know, they put a lot of effort into putting on an event. And I thought if there's, you know, some kind of uh, T8 rainstorm or monsoon and we'd have to cancel the event halfway how would I feel yeah. um, and so it it really depends on what you're given just run the course you're given right yeah and also you can only sort of beat the competition around you as well and you can only be go as far as someone's gonna support you on and uh, and yeah I think I, I love the fact that none, you, you, you didn't know each other before everyone else kind of knew each other and you two were kind of strangers and now you're going to be kind of brothers in arms for <laughs> yeah. the future you're you're like yeah your ultra running careers are going to be forever entwined because uh, you're uh, you've achieved this together and I'm sure you're probably going to be dragged along to the well obviously you've got to go and defend your uh, <laughs> position Joshua next uh, next year at the uh, at the world champs and so this is going to be happening again the same time next year is it like is that the is that the plan Jerry no no so um the 
Beach Backyard Ultra, which is the open event, it's open to public. That will happen every year. Um, and it's not a championships of any sort. Um, just a, a running our, one of our backyard events, basically. Um, and this, the date will change accordingly because uh, because of the cost of running an event, um, Laz has given dispensation for me to have the two events running concurrently as long as the routes don't um, don't follow the same direction. Got you. Uh, just to make sure that we're in we're not in contravention of any rules. Yeah. Um, and that's to de- help defray costs, basically. Yeah. But uh, if we're not having a team world satellite championships, then we'll move the Beach Backyard Ultra to a date that's less wet. Yeah, <laughs> less and rainy season. Yeah, and um, ma- uh, so next year we're looking at middle of the year rather than so October. So the world championships is, oh, is not going to be... individual followed by a team alternate. Yeah, every year it's different. So every yeah. it's every two years. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which yeah. is why Josh can go to yeah. the World Champs Yeah, of next course, year. the next year is everyone's going to go to Laz's backyard yeah. to compete. Yeah. So I've got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and okay. I can I can add yeah. an overhead bridge to next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, let's go back go back to doing a Booker Timo. Yeah. Booker Timo, uh, go oh. back to... <laughs> well, look, honestly, it's been, I think for anyone that was following it on- online um, and just looking at that spreadsheet, just, uh, I'm, a, I'm like a data guy as well. So like just looking at all of the different countries and how many people left and how many people got over certain distances and I think uh, I think all of like Singapore will be really proud that um, that you guys like absolutely were you know top of the global field as uh, yeah as Rick said like top 15 percent or so and uh, and yeah I think you did your country proud did the team proud and you did Jerry proud most importantly but um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, really good, uh, really good chatting with you all today. Thanks for thanks for coming and making the time and joining us. And uh, yeah, we look to see what you uh, what you achieve in the future. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Do some races together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, guys. Just one guys. more lap. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> thanks, team. Good thank work. You. Like the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad